Ian Play with Pragmatic, made possible by Horton in Britain, a worldwide supplier of engine cooling systems and proud member of the community for more than four decades. HortonWW.com. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. February of 2023, South Dakota celebrated its 50th year of sanctioned gymnastics. Today's guest saw great success as a high school gymnastics coach. Six state team titles and a couple of runner-up finishes with Rapid City Stevens. She competed in gymnastics at Stevens and at South Dakota State. She also competed and coached track and even coached sideline cheer and competitive cheer. A coach and a teacher for many years. Joining us from Rapid City is Sherry Keck. Sherry, welcome to In Play. Well, thanks for having me. You know, South Dakota had its first sanctioned state high school gymnastics meet in 1974, and you were in it. <laughs> I think I think yes. you were you were about a sophomore at the time. I mean, what was that first state meet like? Well, um, I was just felt so privileged to be able to compete in a girls' sport because, of course, Title IX was in '72, and we went from you know basically no state meets to being able to compete for your school and have a state meet. So it was, you know, very thrilling, but it was very long. I remember that we were competing up to 11 o'clock at night because we did an optional routine and then we had to go through uh, optional routines too. So it was a way different format and quite long and um, still though, just excited to be able to do that. You know, the uh, Olympics have always seemed to be huge for growing the sport of gymnastics over the decades. You know, 1968, the Olympics, uh, it was Kathy Rigby in the U.S. that made a big name for her and the sport. Uh, 1972, of course, Munich, the Olympics, Olga Corbett. And, of course, 1976 with Nadia each and her perfect marks. But it just seemed to the Olympics, it was always a big, uh, big plus for gymnastics. How about you? Late 60s, early 70s. How did you get into gymnastics? Well, um, I was in ballet for um, before I was in gymnastics, and I just happened to be in the gym, and a gal named Linda Cushman, who ended up later being on my team, said, oh, you should try this. So I just kind of, as a fluke, started gymnastics and fell in love with the adventure and the excitement of gymnastics versus you know, ballet, even though I love ballet, but I um, love the idea of being able to compete for my sport. So that's, it was kind of a fluke that I got into gymnastics. And um, I, you know, it was all because of one gal in the gym asked me to, to come out. So it wasn't necessarily uh, Olga Corbett or Kathy Rigby or <laughs> one of those in the Olympics that uh, kind of spark into getting into the sport. No, I mean, of course, I loved watching, but I guess it was just, you know, a classmate that showed me some interest, and I fell in love with it. <laughs> so during your high school years at Rapid City Stevens, how much time did you spend on gymnastics? Well, um, back then, um, I was a three-sport athlete, so I went from 
cross country to gymnastics to track and then played some softball in the in the off season and there were no gymnastics clubs so my training was sport to sport to sport and then I did <laughs> sideline cheer and of course you had to have some social in there but well yeah so <laughs> we it was pretty much in season only and you know push hard through the season do the best you could and then on to the next sport of course, you have uh, in gymnastics, you have the balance beam, the uneven bars, the vault, the floor exercise. Which one's the hardest? I would say, I mean, they all have their concerns or their problems. I would say bars because girls struggle with upper body strength. So I would say between the strength and the timing of that event, um, it's probably one of your toughest. Uh, balance beam, of course, you have the the height and the narrowness of the beam, but um, it seems like that you can master a little bit easier than uneven. Well, I mean, a six-inch wide balance beam, easy to fall off, all easy to fall everywhere in gymnastics. Did you sustain any injuries that hampered you for a while? Well, um, my freshman year of high school, I was racing my dad skiing on the weekend and broke my thumb, so that wasn't... <laughs> That wasn't great. My coach wasn't real thrilled about that. and um, But otherwise, I was pretty fortunate. I didn't have any major injuries. I did get mono my senior year of track, and that was kind of a bummer. Going into college, I had, um, I had mononucleosis, which I think every high school kid probably has had sometime. Sure. Was Pat Shepard your coach at Rapid City Stevens? No, he was not. Joanne Sterner was um, the coach there when I was in high school. And after I graduated, Pat Shepard took over. I, I did work with Pat in the summers I coached at the club and helped out. So I knew Pat and I knew a lot of the gymnasts he coached. So it was fun to see that. Well, 1974 was, of course, the first state meet. And Sioux Falls, Washington and Coach Lolly Forseth won the first four state titles, but then it was Rapid City Stevens won the next three titles with, with Coach Shepard. And so there was quite a domination between Washington and Stevens. Uh, did you uh, have the same fight between the two schools when you were in gymnastics? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we didn't really get to compete too much cross-state when I was in high school. Pretty much the only time we saw, you know, anybody else was at the state meet. So. Um, I, I do remember, though, our team traveled, I think it was for state, that we stayed at Lolly, not at Lolly's, at Lucy Linsko's house because there was no funding for, um, or not that a lot of funding for staying overnight. So I think we did go to one meet and we stayed at Lucy Linsko's, who was one of the, you know, the well-known judges now in the state. Uh -huh. And um, because <laughs> my coach and Lucy, Joanne Turner and, and Lucy were good friends, and I think that's pretty much true with all the gymnastics coaches. You, we all bonded together. We all kind of knew each other. We were all fighting the same battle, and um, that's what I think makes gymnastics so unique. Is a lot of these coaches, you know, I either was competed with or worked with at the college level as a college gymnast or a high school gymnast, and then went on to coach with them or against them, so or judge with them. Uh huh. It's really a unique situation. South Dakota had one class of gymnastics for just a couple of years before 
It went to two classes of gymnastics in 1976. Do you remember how many schools in the state had gymnastics those first couple years? Boy, I don't um, don't know the exact number of how many did have it. We just had cross country um, and then gymnastics and cheer and track. Volleyball and um, basketball didn't come into like my junior year. So, you know, and then cheer was big back then as a, you know, for girls to be a part of. But I think a lot of the littler schools, they didn't get gymnastics until like probably like 76. Yep, 1976 is when uh, a lot of the schools came on board and uh, made it a two-class system. Now, you were active in gymnastics and in track at Rapid City Stevens. Do those two sports complement each other? Oh, I I believe so. Um, Yeah, because a lot of your jumpers, pole vaulters, sprinters, I mean, when you're strong, flexible, and then you've, you've got, you know, confidence and you've got um, flexibility. I mean, those add up, you know, pretty well for any sport for a kid to be good at. And um, so, you know, I encourage my kids to, to do both. And I think that's why Stevens was pretty successful because we had a group of kids go from cross country or, or cheer to gymnastics to track. I mean, that was kind of the mm-hmm. sports that were there when I was coaching, of course, basketball first, and then it was volleyball. That's right. At the same time as gymnastics. Did you see any success as a uh, gymnast? Oh, definitely. Um, Well, I can, I can brag on one. My, my (laughs) daughter, Lindsay was um, on 12 state championship teams because she did cross country gymnastics and track. And Lindsay, and then my daughter, Jamie was on eight. So you know, you look at those, and then I had several other gymnasts, like Taylor Baker, who was a gymnast, and she was in track and, and was a state champion in both of those. And we had the Amber Carpenter and um, Laura Teason, and I mean, there were several kids that, you know, pretty much I encouraged my whole team to do tack track, <laughs> just because I thought it was good, you know, to build different friendships and good to um, use different muscle groups and good to um, compete, you know, with boys around. And I mean, I thought just to be an all around athlete, it's good to be in more than one sport. And it just shows you, you can be. And even if you're not the number one, you're still a contributor. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kids lose track of today that they think, Oh, I'm not that good. And it doesn't mean you have to be good. It's just be a part of different kind of a team. How about you, though, personally? 1974, 1975, as a gymnast, how much success did you see yourself? Oh, I saw success because I was on the first cross-country team, and, and I told Gene Remus, I said, I am not a distance runner. I'm a sprinter. <laughs> and he, he said, well, you're a leader, so I want you to, to be on there. So, you know, I and I learned a lot about, you know, not being – First, but still being a part of a team and still pushing myself in a different way to be and finding that you don't have to win to have be successful. And I think that carried over to gymnastics and it helped me with my, my endurance for floor. It helped me with my mental toughness. And, um, and then that carried over to track where, um, you know, I was already in shape, so I, I could work more on technique 
and working on getting in shape. Hmm. I think it really carried over. I think it was your senior year. Maybe maybe it wasn't, but I'm, I'm just guessing here on this. Uh, Lori Lieberman, I think, was on your team. Of course, she won three individual state titles. Uh, were you and Lori teammates? Yes, Lori was on the same team I was. And, um, yep, she was she was a, a gymnast that spent, you know, her summers in gymnastics, and she was kind of a one-sport athlete. So, you know, she reaped the benefits of doing that, and she did a very nice job with it. How competitive was Rapid City Stevens when you were on the team? Oh, we were pretty darn competitive. We were real close to either second or third, and, and I thought my senior year in track that we were going to win, and we dropped a baton. I can't remember what relay. It didn't matter. You know, and it was like, oh, I think we, you know, lost by half a point or a point. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that was disheartening. But, yeah, it we were pretty darn competitive, and it just got bigger and better as um, as the years gone by. And, well, and we got clubs, and we got um, different training methods. We were just a little behind Sioux Falls. Sure. But, you know, gymnastics was such a new sport in South Dakota back in the early 70s. You know, those first few years. Uh, what was the quality of athleticism like back in the uh, the mid-70s in gymnastics? In gymnastics, I just remember that the competition was the Sioux Falls schools. And they were, I mean, for the equipment we had and things, they were very competitive and we were we were just learning and licking our chops to try and beat them. Um, I mean, you look at it, there was no spring floors. They were just mats and they were usually worn out resting mats that kind of hand me down. And then we would get, we had of course wooden beams and the router boards or the beat boards, they were not spring loaded. And, and um, I just remember when my gymnast would complain about something, I'd say, Oh, try that on a wooden beam (laughs) (laughs) so you know I didn't have much sympathy because we had no springs no nothing and and we were still going for it it was a little antiquated back then wasn't it yes yes you know you decided to continue gymnastics and track as an athlete at South Dakota State did you have any other colleges to choose from or was South Dakota State always on your radar South, I, I knew I'd probably go in-state, and South Dakota State was the only um, university that had gymnastics, and then they offered me a little scholarship. Well, and for back then, it was, they, I think it was the first year they gave college scholarships, and that was back in 1976, um, and it was for $200, and um, <laughs> you just thought, wow, this is amazing, uh-huh. and um, so, yeah, so it was. I mean, I, I thought I didn't think I knew any different. I had to go in some kind of a sport or some kind of activity because that was just a big part of my life in high school. So what was gymnastics like for you at South Dakota State? Well, I went into it with mono. So I was it was a struggle, I would say, you know, because gymnastics was, I'm not going to say easy, but it came quite easily to me. And in college, it, I had to start working and it was, hard because I was battling my health too. So I look back at that and I think, oh, I could have been so much better, but I learned what it was like to be on a team and not, you know, be the best one kind of thing, you know, or be one of the better ones. So 
it was a, it was a great learning experience. I learned a lot about myself, and I learned about a lot about coaching, you know. And um, the the gal that recruited me for the high school team also recruited me to be on the SDSU team. She was one of the assistant coaches. She was a very good gymnast in her own right. Uh, Linda Graves was her name, and her sister actually, um, Gina Graves, was um, tried out for the Olympic mm. gymnastics team. So she she knew what it was like to be in gymnastics. So it, it was, it was, it was a struggle, I would say, but I enjoyed it. Met a lot of great people. I'm assuming your major was education because eventually you uh, became a teacher once you got uh, out of college. Right. I was a um, PE major and then I did um, athletic training. So I was an athletic trainer. So had to, do a lot of that too during school and it really came in handy with coaching well 19 about 1983 you graduate and uh, you go to spearfish was spearfish your uh, your first school after college um i actually graduated from college in 79 in 1980 i went to sturgis and taught science and coached gymnastics i was an assistant coach there hmm. and um kind of athletic trainer for their football team and then the next year, and I, but I was living in Spearfish and I had to commute. So the next year, Spearfish offered me a job coaching and teaching, and it was in PE and it was um, in gymnastics to be the head coach. So um, I was really glad I did that year at Sturgis because I was under, again, Linda Graves Cushman was my, my um, head coach, and she taught me so much, and I learned so much about the right way to coach. and and teach and then took that with me over to Spearfish where I um, got my head coaching career started. What was that like that first year as a head coach at Spearfish? How nervous were you and and what was it like taking taking over at Spearfish? Well, it was very interesting. I just remember there was a little drama at the time at the Spearfish High School with the gymnastics and I just remember the um, principal or maybe it was a superintendent who interviewed me and said, well, you know, if we don't do well at this gymnastics, we're probably going to cut our program next year. Oh. I went, oh. So so they were very interested in me building that program successfully, and we went on to win the conference that year. So I was pretty proud of myself and our, my team that we battled and the kids, I guess, trust and um believed in what I was teaching and coaching them and we had a great time and we had a great season and we ended up winning the conference and that was huge. And then there's only a couple of years after you left, sure enough, Spearfish wins like three titles in a row in gymnastics. What like, a great story that was. Yes, that was fun because um Leanne Betty was my assistant for years through all of our struggles and we were at that time double A and then they dropped to A, which really was nice for Spearfish because it was more in line with where they should be. And um, we were always just, you know, making it into the state meet with the double A. And now this, they came back to, to win it. And it was nice to see those kids that I watched grow up in the, in the summers at the rec program that we did and um, grow up to compete well and win with Leanne. Well, Sherry, it's about 1990. You're uh, at uh, Spearfish or so, and all of a sudden this job comes open at a Rapid City Stevens, and you become the assistant 
gymnastics coach, and then 1991, you become the head coach. How ironic was that, going back to your alma mater? Oh, it was, it, you know, it was really crazy to go full circle like that, but I was excited for the challenge, and I had assistants that assisted the year before Donna Bader, and she said, I think we should switch. You be the head, I'll be the assistant. And I said, okay, that sounds good, because I came back kind of in the middle of the year. My husband got transferred with his job with Black Hills Power and Light. And, and um, so, I mean, it just the powers that be lined up and, and um, it was fun to start working with, you know, in the same gym with the same equipment I was on pretty much and um, build a program from there and, and work with, you know, all the great club people, Cheryl and Bill Allen, they were very beneficial to the high school program. We worked well together. They coached my kids. I coached their kids. And, and it was just a match made in heaven for gymnastics. What was the transition like, Sherry, going from an athlete? I mean, you were in gymnastics for several years, and then uh, you become a coach. What was that transition like? Well, it's tough at first, especially if you're young. I, I got my first head coaching job when I was like 23. So I was pretty young and, and probably foolish, but yeah, <laughs> um, you, you do have, you know, the energy and, and you can kind of demonstrate some of the things when you're first coaching. And then you realize that you need to be able to tell them how to do it better than show them. There's a time you can't leap off the uh, uneven bars or the bars or, or the, uh, some right, of those other exactly. apparatus. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was nice that I had done, you know, several of the skills that they were doing because I know how it felt and I knew kind of some of the challenges from that end of it. And it was just a matter of being able to better tell them how to do it than show them and walk them through it, you know, step by step. And that's when you really know the skill is when you can do that. And, and that took some adjustment because you're just used to saying, see, just do it like this. Mm-hmm. Just do it like and that was the biggest probably transition from athlete to coach. And, um, I guess I think once I was, had done gymnastics and drafting college, I was okay not being an athlete. I was into more into helping others get to their best level. Who were some of the mentors that you had uh, uh, for coaches that you looked up to, maybe called them up once in a while, asked them a few questions? Do you have some of those mentors? Oh, yeah, yeah. I um, Of course, I've talked with about Linda Cushman Graves, our grades Cushman, she was, you know, through high school and college, she was huge for me. Um, I had some, you know, Bobby Morn from Douglas High School has been involved with gymnastics forever. She's one person I can still call up and talk to her about it. Of course, Lucy and Molly um, from Sioux Falls. Um, You know, I had some of my high school buddies and assistant coaches, Les Frederick was one of my assistants forever, and he was always a good sounding board. And um, and of course, Bill and Cheryl Allen. Those, I mean, I just had a lot of people helping me be successful, and I think that's what it takes. Is you just can't have that big an ego because nobody knows any everything, and you just got to admit that, hey, I I don't know what I'm doing here. What do you think? Is this a better way to do it or this way? And don't be afraid to ask for lots of help. 
Sherry, you had quite the run at Rapid City Stevens, 13 years as the coach, six state titles, two runner-up finishes. You know, if it wasn't for Rapid City Central in 96 and 2000, you might have won eight titles in a row. I know. <laughs> Those are the ones that bug you the most. Yeah, we we were right there, and, and I would say 96 when we didn't win that one. That one, uh, I had a two injuries at the state meet. One was ACL, and we had to fill in the blanks, and we still came up runners-up. And But that's one I felt like, oh, man, I thought that was for a for sure one. <laughs> and it just goes to show you there's never those for sure ones. And, and yeah, Randy is another, like you say, Randy Hagan and I are good friends, and he was a good mentor, and I ended up coming back and helping him a little bit. But, yeah, if that darn central wouldn't have been in there, but I guess it was <laughs> Rapid City, so that's good. <laughs> You don't win those titles, though, without some great athletes. I'm going to mention a few of them, and you give me your first thoughts on these athletes. I'll talk about Taylor Baker first. 13 individual titles. Nobody else has more individual titles than uh, Taylor Baker. I would say Taylor is very humble. She's very much a hard worker, and she's pretty hard on herself, but she is probably the one of the biggest team people I'll still ever meet. Trisha Hahn was on the balance beam for you. Oh, Trisha. She just made me smile because she was just always a hugger and, <laughs> um, and a crier and a, just, you know, just felt everything in her heart and soul. And she was just a great hard worker. I can't, you know, just a hard worker. Laura Teason, she had success on the beam. Oh, Laura Teason. She's another one that, she just went after it. She, you know, she was a goal setter. She was a helper. She, she was very team. She wanted to make sure everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. So she was a really good leader. Beth Godfoy on the bars. And Beth, she was very quiet. She was, um, but still, I mean, they all were just very team oriented, hardworking. And um, I think at first she had amazing flexibility. <laughs> Again, these are athletes that you had on the, those championship teams. Melissa Allen on the vault. We, yep, M- Melissa Allen was Bill and Cheryl's um, daughter. She's very smart. She would think through the skill to death, <laughs> and but then go back and keep working until she figured it out. Two more, two more for you here. One is Erin Jackson on the floor exercise. Erin, um, she had some injury things, but. She um, battled through those injuries and still came back um, to do a, a nice job on floor and beam. And um, I didn't preach all around as much as I wanted them to do the best at what they liked to do the most. And so they didn't have to be an all-arounder. So she was very good beam specialist and floor specialist and um, worked very hard at those two and did a nice job. Last one for you, Jamie Keck. How was that? Your daughter uh, was pretty good on the vault, wasn't she? Yes. Jamie, you know, she had a, a great vault, and she had great speed. She was a sprinter. And um, it was always one of those things, if I wanted to correct her, I would tell my assistant to, and work with her. Because, you know, I love being able to coach my two daughters and be in the state championship team with them. But when we they'd say, okay, when we walk in the house, we're not talking about gymnastics. Can't talk about it. So we had rules, but no, she was a great, great person to coach. She 
she was a well-rounded, you know, kid and she, she was a good teammate. So it was fun to work with both Jamie and Lindsay. You were the gymnastics coach at Stevens until 2001. And then uh, what was going on after that? Well, I told the kids that 2001, um, or Lindsay graduated. I told them that I was going to focus now on my son, Brian. And, um, and I knew I had left the program in good hands. They were at a, a great level to be very successful still. And, um, you know, you hate to walk away, but there's a point where you got to pick one thing over the other. And I, I had to pick Brian that time to go do some things with him and um, watch him compete. And he did football and, and uh, track. And so I got to do that, which was real, a lot of fun. Well, you still, you still, you know, stuck around to be an assistant middle school track coach and and taught Fayette, and then you got into cheer coaching. What led you to being the cheer coach? Well, um, when the coach couldn't go, I'd sub in and help take the kids. And um, she was leaving, and um, Barb Schmidt and I said, let's split this and do this together. And and um, we wanted to make it more athletic. Um, the cheerleaders at that time, the crowd was really hard on them. And, and I said, well, we need to to make it more athletic, we need to make it, you know, more challenging so that the kids, you know, won't pick on them. So we went after it and just kind of because the, uh, the coach quit and I was like, oh, I guess I could do it for a little bit. And <laughs> then the next thing you know, competitive cheer, they, they told me in July, do you want to coach competitive cheer? And it started in August. And I was like, well... <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So, well, 2011, took, Stevens, you took him to the AA State Cheer Championship in small group stunting and tumbling. I'm assuming some gymnastics uh, moves involved with that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I recruited my old gymnast that I knew to be on the team, and um, <laughs> they weren't real excited about being cheerleaders until we, we. I showed them that competitive cheer is very, it's not easy. It's, you know, it's very gymnastic athletic and once we got into all that they fell in love with it and and now you know jenna schrader who it owns the club here is one of my gymnasts and then she was ended up going into college gymnastics and now she has a college cheer club and and she helped me through a lot of the competitive cheer stuff sherry you were inducted into the south dakota gymnastics coaches hall of fame in 2000 you were the National High School Gymnastics Coach of the Year in 2006. How special were those awards for you? Well, it's they're very humbling and they're very, you know, I'm very appreciative to be asked or to be inducted into those different Hall of Fames. And um, it's just a, a credit to the kids I coached and, and um, what they did for me. And, and, you know, I just feel so blessed that those kids trusted me enough to lead them and coach them and then look what happened by us all believing in each other and working you know I got these nice coaching awards what keeps you busy today well um, those grandkids um those eight grandkids I have they keep me flying around the country got Ivy and Natalie in Minnesota and I've got Camden Kinley Bodie and Hazel in Harrisburg South Dakota and I've got Daphne and Amelia in San Diego. And so I get to go between all those states and see them and 
and I'm privileged to work on several different um, boards. I'm on the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame Board and the South Dakota High School Coaches Association and then on the Stevens High School Hall of Fame Board. So those keep me busy and doing a lot of walking and some DYI projects. So it's, <laughs> I'm, I've got plenty to do. What is it with uh, gymnastics? What does gymnastics do for female athletes? Oh, golly. Gymnastics gives kids the confidence. I mean, if you can go out and dance around basically in your underwear in front of a bunch of people, that, I mean, you've got to have confidence. So it gives mm-hmm. you confidence and grace and flexibility and strength. And um, it gives you lifelong friendships because you work through all this stuff together. It's not like you get something the first time so you have your teammates cheering for you when you get you know one thing to the next and so you build lifelong friendships and um i just think in organization and dedication and all those great attributes that come from working hard Today, there are 13 AA schools in gymnastics, 14 Class A schools. Of course, the big news before the 2023-24 gymnastics season began, Sioux Falls and Rapid City dropping gymnastics. Lawsuit has kept the Sioux Falls schools in the sport for at least this upcoming season. But how tough was it, Sherry, for you, for your alma mater, the school you coached, you were a gymnast there. You won titles for them. They dropped the sport. How tough was that? It's just, uh, you know, put the hole in your heart because I just know what all those kids got from being gymnasts. And it's just too bad we couldn't figure it out to make it um, a sport where it could still be a high school sport. And um, it's got to be a lot of people cooperating together to make it work because there's no middle school. They don't do middle school gymnastics anymore. And so you lose that feeder program. And you've got to have the gymnastics clubs believing and working with the high school to make it work or a YMCA. So it's it's very, very hard to have a high school program without any feeder program or support, basically, coming from that. And, you know, you just, it's, you know, if you have to pay to play, it really limits your athletes. And um, it's just hard to keep it going because of those those strikes against you. And, and I think that's kind of why the little communities are having it because their high school is clubs are basically their high school teams, if that makes sense. And um, they all work together. And, and we've kind of lost that, unfortunately. What does the future hold for gymnastics in South Dakota? Well, I think it's it's a tough road because of those factors. And when SDSU quit the gymnastics program, you know, we lost the coaches and the judges, um, you know, that fed all the high school programs and to judge and coach. And um, so I think it's, it's just going to be a, a big struggle for them to maintain high school gymnastics unless they get better support from the club programs and um, to work with them or if they have a good YMCA program or a a middle school program then they have a chance 
Mary Lou Retton was the first American to win a gold medal in gymnastics, and what she did gave the sport a huge boost. Shannon Miller, Sean Johnson, Allie Raceman, and, and now it's Simone Biles. She'll be in the upcoming Olympics again. Can she give the sport another big boost? Oh, I truly believe she can. I mean, after every Olympics enrollment goes up, I, I've heard at every club. And, and um, yeah, what she can do is just amazing. And it just shows you what the sport can do for every, you know, sport. It's just, yeah, and or girls, athletics in general. It's just, I believe that she will boost gymnastics again. What do you miss about coaching gymnastics today? Oh, I miss um, my coaching buddies, and I miss um, the look of the kids on the you know, their looks when they come off the equipment and and they you know they smile and they wink at you and you know that inside joke that you have with those athletes after working with them day to day and <laughs> hour to hour and and you know I miss that part. You going to get any of those grandkids in gymnastics? Maybe coach them. Oh, they are a couple of them are doing it. Um, you know, they haven't pushed them so much that way. <laughs> I they need grandma. The That's what they need. <laughs> I know it. I said, I you know, why don't you pick this up? <laughs> so they've done a little bit of it, but not. You know, but you know, my kids didn't start till they were in kindergarten first, and and they did fine. And these guys are just kind of in that area, and. Um, I just hope they do some kind of sports because I feel like you can learn so much from athletics. In Play with Craig Maddock is made possible by Horton in Britain, where smiling at work happens all the time. Apply now at hortonww.com. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.